Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Being on stage feels like someone else, but also more yourself than you've ever felt. This feels like getting to live in your imagination. Seeing everyone again brought back so many memories. Being able to be in the show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hello and welcome back to everyone's favorite patron-only podcast, Patreon with Cheese. I, of course, am Jesse McNally, and I'm joined, as always, by our wonderful video editor and good friend, Elizabeth Eston. Yay! I'm back! The mono did not take her from us very long. Yeah, no. Thank. Shout out to Joel Arnold for stepping in. He's the man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate him. He's a, good, he's a good fella. He's a good egg. Yeah, the mono, um, didn't, the mono didn't get me. I'm still here. <laughs> I still a lot of sleep. So, yes, yes, yes. Um, how are you feeling today? A lot better. I feel like a normal person. I just can't share food with people because I might get them sick. So it's it's just like the Rona. Just kind of keep them away. Um, yeah. Don't make out with everyone. Um, yeah, it's not like I do that anyway. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we are starting a new series today. Um, of course, um, we are going to be super biased, or at least I am. Probably not as much Liz, because our good friend Adam Wachter is a featured player in a good majority of these episodes. But we are talking oh. about the Disney Plus series Encore, um, which is marketed with Kristen Bell, who recorded maybe an hour and showed up maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure producer. that's very... Uh, yeah, and then got a producing credit for yeah. probably getting paid nothing for it. Absolutely. Um, did you know about this show beforehand? I did because they heavily marketed it for Disney Plus came out. And yes. I was like, wow, this looks like a show. Am I going to watch it? <laughs> probably not. So Disney Plus, even before it became a thing, was really, really like the thunderous thing. Like you felt that it was a big thing because it was super dirt cheap. It was like $6 a month, especially compared to like the $15 of Hulu. It just went up like a bunch of money this year. But at the time I was like, wow, that's a good marketing play. I'll I'll get this. That's cheap. Um, Yeah. I also pre-ordered it with the yearly plan. So I have the discounted price and I split and I split my subscription with three people. So um. same. Um, Technically, I, I do the early plan as well. Yeah. Um, but I this show started as just a special on ABC before this, where they did Into the Woods, and it was basically like a testing ground to see, oh, let's see how well this works. And then they turned into this full series. And we had already had Adam on the show before this show premiered. Um, we had him on for Merrily and I believe one other episode. Um, and then he's like, oh, yeah, we're coming on to Disney+. And I was like, oh, B- Mr. Big Bag's over here coming coming with that Disney money. <laughs> and Disney the best money. thing ab- I was exp- – because he's very an open, frank dude in general. Um that was the be- reason why he's a perfect musicals with cheese guest is because he's gonna talk shit about people and it's the best thing in the world. Um, and he's gonna not mince feelings and he's hilarious. So uh, that also means a compliment from him means the fucking world. Yeah. Um, and we have received several from him. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I wonder if he's gonna Disneyfy himself when he's on the show, and he <laughs> definitely did not. Which it's, is great. It's a very Disney show at times, and he's a blessing. And I'm just like, okay, thank God. <laughs> 
I did they not... know when to use a cut to him. Yeah, I did not know you. I did not. He was on the show before, but I had, prior to this, I only had nice things to say about him. So he's delightful. Mm-hmm. He's just very he on point. Like this is a disaster, but it'll be fine. <laughs> Which is just like high school theater in a nutshell. Like your first tech rehearsal is like the worst thing ever, and your actors all hate it. And it's like, oh my yes. god, this is gonna be the worst show ever. And I'm like on my third year of theater, and I'm like, guys, this is always goes terrible because the pit is a bunch of band students that I am friends with because I'm in the concert band, and they're they're <laughs> like they're not like the best musicians, guys. Give them a minute. <laughs> It is incredible. Um, so what's the premise of this show? And let's talk about the first episode, the Annie episode. Annie. Uh, so basically a class of, uh, so the 1996 production of, there's a 1996 production of Annie at a high school in California. And mm-hmm. now all these years later, they've come back together to perform it again in their same parts and reminisce about high school and their lives. And that's the show. It's very simple. Yeah, it's got a formula. It's like a Food Network show. You come for the same thing every week, but different flavors. There's not much to it, really, but it works because it's, like, the cast is charming. They feel like, because they're people. They're not, like, reality show people being told what to do behind behind the scenes. Yeah, you don't get the prodding and massaging the way you do in a lot of other kind of similar shows where it's like let's stir up some drama yeah like you can tell like there's other shows there's people poking the bear in the back being like talk about this person talk some shit tell them they tell them their outfit is terrible tell <laughs> don't them you think don't you think that you should have gotten the lead <laughs> that's you know, episode that kind two of stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes um but Stuff like that is very few and far between, and they lean very hardcore into the sentimentality. Yeah. Um, and this is my third watch of the show because I watched it like this was. I was more excited for the show than I was the Mandalorian when Disney Plus premiered because I haven't know, even I'm seen me. the Mandalorian. <laughs> um. So I was watching this weekly, like the morning it, they came out on the Fridays. Um, and every time it was just a delight. So this is my third go around. Yeah, this is my first. And, so. And people that I've watched it with always tend to say, these people cry at the drop of a hat. And I'm like, have you met theater people? (laughs) Any chance to cry, they love to do it. There's a lot of crying in the theater. I did stage crew. There's a lot of crying in theater. (laughs) Especially in the actors, which is mostly the focus of this. I I, I feel bad that none of the stage crew, except for like the directors, were brought back. Yeah, like if if this show ever occurred at my high school, I would not be invited. (sighs) <sighs> I'd just be like, hi, I worked on this show. I built that porta potty for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I did, though. I built a porta potty for Chitty Chitty Bang Because you're good with your hands and your the show wouldn't exist without the crew, people. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Shout, out, shout out to the high school stage crew. They built a lot of st- They build stuff. And they... I am always impressed by the high school stage crew because yeah. it's always the students and they're better than a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Also, you well, at least at my high school, we had to stay after school longer than most of the most of the mm-hmm. cast because the actors had to dance and stuff for a lot of the shows. So they would we'd stay after school and then we they'd leave at like five and then I, me and the stage crew would stay till like nine thirty to build sets. And then the next morning I go into homeroom and my dear, my friend, my friend who is still my friend, I love her to death. She'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. There's a lot of dancing last night. I'm like, girl, I got home at 9.45 last night and I still have to do my homework. I'm exhausted. Don't talk to me about these, exhaustion. These fucking theater kids and these their actors. goddamn dancing. 
<laughs> um, it was also it was West Side Story at the time in her defense. So oh, like, there's a lot of dancing that is in a that big show. Dancing. A lot of dancing. Uh, also, a lot was of... it p- correctly racially cast or was it racist? Not at all. It <laughs> <laughs> they... was very white. <laughs> but did they do the the pancake mix on a white girl's face and called her a black woman like my high school did? They did not do that, but we used slightly. No, no, no. Maria was just white. We didn't even put makeup on her. We just kept Maria white. Uh, it was fine. Oh Our Tony God. and Maria were just white. <laughs> I bad bad job you guys it was fine it was fine anyway Annie (laughs) Annie um so who do you think was the MVP like I I think the thing I want to ask in every episode who do you think was the MVP of this acting group MVP of this acting group that's hard I really like the guy who played Rooster for some reason the Jehovah's Witness yeah that guy I don't know I really liked him for some reason he just like was really like he was like really happy to be there he had a very small part he like relished in it the whole time I mean, they're always the best one. The person that yeah. shows up and has a blast and then leaves, they're, yeah. they're, they're like winning third place and loving it. Oh, yeah. No, but I'd say the actual one is the chick who played Annie because she went through a lot emotionally in those like five yeah. days and she knocked it out. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it doesn't hold back on how hard life is at all. Like, I remember a girl just driving her kids around and it's like, oh, you love me. No, I don't. <laughs> And it's like, man, kids suck. Kids. That, that felt like the vibe of the entire episode. Man, wouldn't it suck to have some kids? Except for the one uh, lady who's just like, I woke up in my large hotel bed and I kind of missed the feet in my face. And I was like, what? I mean, yeah. Some people, I understood but... her, though. Like, I get it. Like, missing your small children is valid, especially when you have a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, But there was also, like, the one where she's like, uh, the kids are overrated. Like, <laughs> you can't say that. Well, I just did. She I'm like, has go. <laughs> she has kids. She's allowed to say that. <laughs> but it's something you don't often see in media, especially Disney media. Oh, it's yeah. like parents that don't really like being parents and people, older folks that didn't quite live the dreams they wanted. Yeah, like, they they ended up just being parents doing smaller jobs, even though they wanted to do bigger stuff. But, like, they're relatively, they're happy with their current circumstance. Right. They ended up happy. It just wasn't their, like, goal in life. I mean, yeah. I mean, does anyone ever end up happy? I feel like even the most successful people don't really end up happy. Look at Will Smith. He looks miserable. Yeah. But he might get an Oscar on this year. So What did, what did he do? Did he do Pursuit um, of Happiness 2? No, he did not do Pursuit of Happiness 2. Jane Smith would definitely do that, though, to get his career, get get their career back going. But um, he's he's starring in the Serena Williams' father biopic. Uh, did that... What, what? Why do we need to hear about their father? I want to know about the women. Uh, apparently, there's a movie about Serena Williams' dad. The Serena Venus Williams' dad coming out during Will Smith. And a, you know who there's Oscar buzz about right now? Kristen That's Stewart? Like, not, not that one um, for supporting actress, but I have heard that one. Um, Laura Benanti. Oh, <laughs> there's no. talking Oscar talk for Laura Benanti. For what movie? There's a new Michael Keaton movie about the people getting reparations from 9-11, and she plays his daughter, and apparently it's like, no, she's a big Oscar contender. I'm like, Laura fucking Benanti is a is an Oscar contender? What fucking universe am I in? I feel like, like yeah, she's incredible. I love her, but 
Broadway people usually don't stretch that far that quickly. I hate that. No, no, that's not right in the universe. No. Yeah, like I'm happy for her. It's great, but it feels wrong to hear I, that. This is not the universe I want to live in. I don't need Broadway people to already be Oscar contenders. Like, give them me like 10 years. <laughs> Or be a Hannah Waddingham. Use it as a stepping stone. Yeah, exactly. And then just being like the greatest TV show of all time, apparently. I've not seen Ted Lasso, so like... It, she's very good in it. Um, She's also in Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. Which I hope she's like a witch or something, because she... Yeah. She, she's the best wit person to ever play the witch in Into the Woods, let me just say that. Her yeah. interpretation of that character is the most heart-wrenching ever to be performed. Good to know. Yeah, I've seen one episode of Ted Lasso from season two, and I half watched it because I was in the room in, in my in the living room with my parents when they watched it. It was the funeral episode. She was very good oh. in it. Um, she sang Rick Astley. She and did. She did. It was very good. It's very good. Uh, now I should probably watch the rest of the show, but you know, you really should. Uh, Am I gonna have to fucking do it as a Patreon with cheese thing just to make you watch Ted Lasso? No, I'll watch Ted Lasso. My my sister and my parents are trying to get me to watch Ted Lasso, so there's a bunch of people telling me to watch Ted Lasso. So You'd like it. You're not it's the your only vibe. one. Yeah, I know. And I know it's not just about the soccer, I get it. Like I get it. it's not just about the sports. Yeah, you look at me. Do I look like I've ever touched a sports ball? I don't you look like a guy who's never watched a single sports game ever. <laughs> I watch one sports game a year. One. I watch the Michigan versus Michigan State football game because I want to watch Michigan fans cry. I love it. It is my favorite thing to do. That seems like such a you thing to do. It's so sadistic. What what the fuck does that mean? I'm joking. I'm joking. I hate people from Ann Arbor except when they're on our show. (laughs) You know, like Joel Arnold or Adam Wachter. I hate everyone else from Ann Arbor, though. Joel Arnold's Anyone the that went, I mean, Joel Arnold, Adam Wachter, Andrew Lippa, they all graduated U of M. Any Broadway star you know is either graduated from Carnegie Mellon or U of M. And I hate people from U of M's. So I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight y'all. Oh, God. <laughs> Ann Arbor's the worst place on the planet. And if you, you like Ann Arbor, you're wrong, objectively. My aunt lived in Ann Arbor for many years. <laughs> And I bet she's not there anymore now, is she? No, she's not. She finally decided to become a real human being. No, she got a job in another state on the East Coast, I won't say. (laughs) She became a real human being and moved to a real city, not some fucking plastic city up in the middle of Michigan that no one... You you know those, like, weird towns that they'd set up for nuclear explosions? That's Ann Arbor. Or just plastic people stashed all around pretending to be human. Maybe we should just have an episode where Jess rants about Michigan instead of we discussing anything. And I just mean, there, and I just nod my head like, "Yeah." There is an episode here that takes place in Michigan. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there is. It's episode three. It takes place in Flint. Yep. Uh, back to Annie. Annie. Um, who do you think was the? What's the opposite of an MVP? Um, the LVP. The loser VP. The least valuable. The least player. valuable player. Uh, pff, honestly, I don't. I can't. Maybe the teacher. <laughs> she had one line. She needed to have three hours of rehearsing her line. She had one line. Took her three hours to grab grasp. <laughs> I will give it to the dog, but that dog is so cute. I can't. I can't. That dog did its best. That dog did a good job, considering it had like two days to learn to walk to certain places. <laughs> Um, 
what about the Daddy Warbucks? His entire backstory uh, and his yeah. arc of getting over shaving his head. I really liked it. It felt uh, this show feels really genuine through and through, and that felt yeah. like one of the most genuine things. Like when he calls his wife and is like, "I don't want to look like I have cancer." Yeah, like I feel he's that. heartbroken, and like my dad, my dad went through a cancer scare a few years ago, so like I felt that really hard. He's he's okay now. They took it out before it spread, Thank God. so he's good. He's good. Papa Eston is all good. <laughs> but yeah i felt i did really feel that especially because i was going through on from the outside a few years back and i was just like oh shit mm-hmm. this is like memories <laughs> yeah i i like that part a lot it felt genuine and it's a thing that men often don't get a chance to talk about in media is their own insecurities especially with disease and he seems like a very masculine alpha leaning vibe to him yeah so he's a sheriff to admit that yeah <laughs> i mean a cab but yeah okay yeah a cab absolutely <laughs> but it, it it felt really nice to see yeah. that and him get over it and shave the shave the head and become stronger for that, that. yeah and i hope that barbershop guy went to the show we didn't see him at the show but i hope he went yeah like here here's your work on display like probably like okay okay thanks thanks i ain't going i love annie can we talk about annie like what do you think of annie as a musical here's the thing annie i did annie jr in sixth grade cringe as fuck it was the first theater musical i ever did in my life did you like it i honestly i hate annie (laughs) If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Sound like Andrew. I do, I do sound like Andrew. Um, finally, no, okay. I I am I am discount Andrew. You need a backup Andrew. You do wear a lot of plaid shirts I to do. be Andrew. I will say that. I, I do. I do. I do love a plaid shirt. And you shirt. do. And you do give me just as much shit as Andrew every day. I apologize for that. He never does. That's what sets you apart from Andrew. Oh, because he, he would never apologize. He, Andrew's known you longer, so he no, he doesn't have to apologize anymore. <laughs> like I get my boyfriend shit sometimes as like a joke and out of love, obviously, and I don't apologize all the time. <laughs> he doesn't just turn to you and be like, "I want you to stop being mean to me." No, because after because I'm very affectionate. Right after I give him shit, so then he's like, "Oh, okay." So you're the other meme where it's like I treat my boyfriend who gives me everything like shit and he's like, God bless you. Yeah, I'm a sarcastic asshole around him sometimes. Or I'm just like You love him. I love him to death. Uh I love him I love him very much. And I also just like to poke fun at him sometimes. I mean, no one's funnier than your spouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your spouse is the funniest person you know, ninety eight percent of the time. A hundred percent. I will say, yeah. um, my girlfriend is the only one that can really make me laugh. Andrew and my girlfriend are literally the only two people that can literally make me laugh until I'm fucking wheezing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And my girlfriend is a very stoic human being, so when I get her laughing into, like, a fit where she can't even fucking breathe, oh, it yeah. is my favorite thing on the planet. Oh, yeah. Same. No. Um, 
Not with but Miranda, Annie. obviously. But <laughs> yeah, Annie. I have Annie was the first thing I worked on. I hated every moment of it. It was so schmaltzy. I wanted to vomit every ten seconds. It was just like I want my parents to find me. I love. I I want to have find happiness, and I'm just like kid. I I'm tw- I'm I'm in sixth grade at this point, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is way too schmaltzy. I can't. I can't. It's too optimistic it's, a viewpoint. It's a little that t- she goes and moves in with Daddy Bezos. Daddy Bezos. <laughs> he does look at Jeff Bezos. <laughs> He's the richest man in New York. <laughs> Billionaire. Oh, uh, I mean, I just also I hate that his name is Daddy Warbucks because back when this was written, Daddy wasn't a weird term that the internet ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the internet has ruined the word Daddy. It's ruined Mommy too. Yeah, I mean the only Mommy, sorry, Mommy. <laughs> It's ruined mommy. I will only accept it, the word daddy, in the context of Jeff Goldblum, and that is it. And I I will go with the backup phrase of zaddy, which is not as egregious to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and daddy long legs. I accept that one. Yeah, that's fine. That's a, that's a spider. Like, that's fine. Uh, I just, I, yes. I can't accept daddy warbucks in any way. I'm pretty sure in the 2014 Annie, they don't call him, what a, they give him an actual name. Yeah, Will Stacks. Oh, they, Stacks. You oh, get it? Oh, that's even worse. Uh, that's even worse somehow. <laughs> Did I tell you about what that movie was supposed to be and how it became the train wreck it was? I think you did in the Cinderella episode because it was made by Sony. Yeah, where it was a vanity project for Will Smith and Willow Smith. Yeah. And... yeah. Then it broke down and, then... and they got Quavangene Wallace. Poor Quavangene. And then it fucked up her career so severely. She hasn't worked since. And I feel so Same bad. Same with Cameron Diaz. I feel so bad for Quavangene Wallace. She's, she's such a talent. Like, oh my she was like the best actress like in a long time. Yeah. Best young actress. Yeah. And she's great in that Annie movie. It's just the movie around her is bad. Yeah, and the auto-tune on her is very bad. I can't even tell if she has a good voice or not because it's so intense. Yeah, everyone has intense auto-tune. I don't know if anyone can sing in that movie. Jamie Foxx can, but you couldn't tell because of that movie. Yeah, like, thank God. Yeah, he has singles, though. We can tell. Yeah, I've watched um, uh, uh, Dreamgirls. He can sing. Yeah, I watched ten min. I watched like half an hour of Dreamgirls once. <laughs> I watched the Tony Awards. I, I got. I got I've bored. watched Ray. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I don't. I do not like Annie. Also, the dog we had in our production hated <laughs> everyone. The dog would not cooperate. I mean, it's an animal. You can't blame it. I being know. forced to perform. I I know. Uh, luckily, my my middle school redeemed itself the following year by doing High School Musical Junior. Was that one better, at least? Only slightly, but only because I had slightly more sets to do. Oh no no no! Only Skip slightly. Stuff, you know, uh, like like and comment if you want us to do High School Musical the musical the show. I've oh my god, I watched that. Is it good? You know, oh, you were watching Encore every week. It came out. I was watching High School Musical the musical the series. I did not watch anything of that. I did. I did. It made me feel like a, made me feel like a high school theater kid again. I was just like, I felt me feel very nostalgic. Though ever since that Olivia Rodrigo, Rodrigo album came out, I can't watch the show anymore. I haven't seen season two yet because all the drama happened in between seasons. What happened? Okay. God, I get it. Oh, okay. 
All right, all right. I'm ready. You got to sit sit down for this. Okay, so I'm leaning back. All right, the, he is leaning back. I can't confirm. You guys can't see him, but <laughs> I can confirm he's leaning. Um, so Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett are the leads of the show. They started. Oh, they started dating, um, and then allegedly, maybe Joshua Bassett may have cheated on Olivia Rodrigo with Sabrina Carpenter while they were dating, and then Olivia Rodrigo wrote sour. Which is basically about how Joshua Bassett fucked her over <laughs> for most of it. That's what Driver's License is about, essentially. Oh. It's about Joshua Bassett and Sabrina. Car- it's about a little bit about Sabrina Carpenter and a lot about Joshua Bassett. <laughs> I thought it was just about ripping off Paramore. No, no that's good for you. Oh. That's a different man, song. <laughs> that, that one's not about Joshua Bassett? That's also about Joshua Bassett. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure Deja Vu is also about Joshua Bassett. Um fuck yeah a lot happened there's an entire snl sketch explaining this if you want the details (laughs) how how is disney gonna make season three (laughs) well they made season two they're friends again like they they... oh it just takes an album for you guys to become friends again well they probably talked about it like off screen or something and like worked it out like adults because you know Olivia Rodrigo turned 18 so now she's adult she's an adult now also Joshua Bass is like 22 so there's a little bit of an age gap there oh that was a, so that was a child yeah they started um, statutory dating rape situation sort yeah they started dating when she was 17 and he was like that's 21 gross. that's gross don't be doing that yeah don't be doing that it's a little gross but uh I d- I told you about the time that I rejected someone because I was a senior and they were a freshman. I was like, yeah. I know it doesn't seem like that much right now, but in three years, this is going to be huge and get me in trouble. So you're very sweet, but I don't think we can do this. And now she works for NASA. So, Ooh, so she's <laughs> I great. Can, I know. She's like in California working for SpaceX. She transferred there from NASA. And I'm like, there's no way me being involved in her life would have been a positive. She'd be in Michigan right now. <laughs> I'm like, man, there's no way that me being a presence in her life in any way would have improved it at all. Oh, God. Uh, I think about that sometimes. Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'd be down. Honestly, if you guys want to hear about High School Musical, Musical the series, I have. Well, that sounds like fun. I already watched it. Also, the title is way too long. I feel like I'm talking gibberish every time I say it. <sighs> High School Musical, the Musical the series. <clears throat> Yeah, it's too long. I I agree, and that's part of the reason why I didn't like. It felt too meta. Yeah, I watched first. And also, also the it's formatted like The Office. So it's like the Muppets. Yes. The ABC Muppets show. Yes, Ugh. it's kind of like that. Man, but and it the, didn't even work with the best characters in the world, the Muppets. But the acting is slightly better than the Muppet show. I've seen the first episode of the ABC Muppets because it's on Disney Plus, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. Oh. Okay, let me. I I, I, I don't. I defended this with Joel when we were on there. The first. Half of that series is very bad. The second half is some of the best Muppets content ever. Okay, so <laughs> like, I gotta keep going. They they course corrected halfway through in a point where I'm like, I would watch like an entire like six oh. season arc with these fucking characters. Like they, f- I wish that shows were given like the time to kind of figure themselves out. Yeah. In that way. So it's like a Parks and Rec situation where like the first season yeah. didn't work because they didn't know how to write Leslie Nope, and then they figured out how to write Leslie Nope, and then it became like the best show ever, at least for me. Yeah. I feel like the Muppets could have become that, um, but they were not given that chance. Yeah. Sadly. But then now they no now they have Muppets now on which sucks. Disney Plus. That was just not me. And then they had the Haunted Mansion thing you talked about with Joel, which I kind of glad I didn't have to watch. It was fun. It was a fun yeah, watch. That's true. Maybe I'll check it out. 
I love spooky stuff all year round. So yeah, maybe next Halloween we'll, you and I will talk about it properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so how would you describe this first episode? Um, do you think they nailed it or did they fuck it up? The their performance. They had one week to put it together. Oh god, yeah. I think they did their damnedest. Um, it's it's really tough to pull together a musical within months in a high school ish setting when you're right. So like being adults and doing it in a week and not having trained theater experience, like oh my god, that's a lot to. F- I I'm bad at memorizing lines and like oh I can't imagine memorizing all those lines in a week, especially Annie. Like oh god. <laughs> And it, it was rough in patches. It's obviously going to be rough in patches. It's always rough in patches the first go. So your and first one, one is always only thing. <clears throat> yeah, but I think they did they did a solid job. Yeah, I don't know if bringing out Kristen Bell right before you perform um, and saying I'm going to be in the audience um, Not, is no. the best nerve soother. No, I think that probably made it worse for some of them. Yeah, and I love that she came out and gave the intro and was like, I don't know anything about them, I just want to see it. <laughs> like, she made it sound like she was there from day one from her speech, but we as the audience watched who watched it know that she just showed up. <laughs> so she's like, I don't really know what else to say, I just want to see it. I'm like, y- you don't know what to say, because bitch, you weren't here. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you're, you're an executive producer at this show, and you filmed the intro, all the intros within like an hour probably. <clears throat> Because yes. it's you just sitting in a chair while a camera goes around you. <sighs> Actually, no, the camera doesn't move. The camera doesn't move. I'm giving. I'm I think gi- there's just two cameras. There's a stat- uh, a stationary camera and a moving camera. That's right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there. That, there's not even much going on. It probably took an hour. Yeah. And then she shows up like, I'm so proud of all of you, but you didn't see anything. In other episodes, she does show up and coach them, but that was not the case this episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, I kind of get why there's a lot of hap, there's a lot happening between the people. Yeah. So I think and... the airtime got clogged up by that, really. <laughs> and sometimes the last thing you need in a situation is a very high Kristen Bell showing up, being like, "I love you guys. I'm gonna eat something." <laughs> I didn't think she was high, but maybe I'm bad at receiving. She's high a big people. stoner. Oh, that makes she sense. She's a big stoner. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. I mean, she was on the which is fine. She was on the good place, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to be high to be able to understand that show. I love that show, too. Holy shit. That show's great. Yeah. Very well written. Also, Man Jacinto is very good in other things. He was He's very good in Nine Perfect Strangers. Um, yeah, and the gentleman that plays Chidi is very good in um, 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 Heret- or Midsommar. Oh, he's very he's very good in a lot of things. Also, he's very attractive. <laughs> he would be a great Superman. He like. would. He would be my number one choice. He's my number one choice for Superman right now. I don't. It's probably gonna be Reggae John Page though. He's a slightly more high profile at I don't this care. moment. Superman should be high profile. That's true. Henry Cavill wasn't famous when he became Superman, so and now he's The Witcher. So I haven't watched that either. I don't. Actually, I watched the first few episodes until like the Hunchback Lady became hot, and I was like, ah. "You are my favorite character. I'm done with this show. I wanted you to remain that way." There's a guy I kind of dated in high school who's really into the Witcher games, so I was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> On that note, um, we'll see you next week. Wait, um, we forgot cheese what? ratings. Do we do that for episode? I forget. We- okay, what would you give this episode as a cheese rating? I am going to give it a 
quesadilla for my local pizza place that I would eat during late night builds in high school. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the pizza place because I won't dox myself. (laughs) I will give it one of those baby blue or baby babel uh, cheese wheels that are red because it reminds me of Annie's dress. Ah, that's cute. Together at last, together forever. Let me adopt all the orphans because I am rich. He didn't adopt all of them. Yeah, he did. No, FDR comes in and is like, I will find homes for every one of you personally. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. I think I, I think I Mandela affect myself in thinking that Daddy Warbucks adopted all of them. No, because you Mandela affected the, the Peter Pan ending. Ah, uh, I did. I did. And I did Peter Pan in high school, so. Yep. <laughs> but no, I remember that because I remember being like, the president's going <laughs> to. <laughs> FDR is just FDR just rolls in. It's just like I will find you homes. No, he shows up as the Deus Ex Machina for everything. He's like, "Hello, it is me, FDR. Annie, your parents are dead." Deus, also, Deus Ex FDR. Also, these men are criminals. If anyone wants to draw Deus Ex FDR, that'd be freaking <laughs> FDR just coming to save the day in various properties. <laughs> like the Avengers. He saves the day at the end of uh, Avengers Endgame, and I am the New Deal. Snip. He's just, like Tony Stark is about to do the thing, and then FDR grabs him from. <laughs> like, <laughs> One other thing: Star Wars shows up, uh, yeah. saves Han Solo. Yeah, he, uh, he comes. He comes. Shows up behind Palpatine with a lightsaber, like through his chest, and rise of Skywalker, and Palpatine falls <laughs> down. It's like FDR is there. Space FDR. He's wearing an Obi Wan hood. <laughs> I am FDR. I am in space. <laughs> I have the green milk New Deal. He has various different New Deals depending on the properties he's in. <laughs> I'm here to save the galaxy from too much E.T. cameos or some bullshit like that. <laughs> E.T. makes a you know cameo what? in episode three. Episode one, uh, excuse you. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> they vote a no confidence of Terran Stamp so that we can place Palpatine in. Do you not remember the engaging plot of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? Oh, I, I love- and that the E.T. People are the reasons why we have Palpatine. I, I loved I loved all the tariff discussions in that movie. It was so exciting. I learned so much about tariffs, space tariffs. Man. Never did I think that taxation could be so boring, but yeah. my gosh. Space taxation is even more boring than regular taxation. Mm. On that note, we'll see you next time on Patreon with Cheese. Peace out. Being able to be in the show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.